Bishusa Rav, President of this week's Parsha, Parshas Vayetze, Rav Tzadok HaKohen describes a very familiar scenario, that during davening, when we start to daven, in Seishmona Esrei, the imagination suddenly comes alive. We can think of everything else besides for the davening that we're engaged with. And he explains, it's very challenging to have kavana. It's not an easy thing. When your thoughts and your heart is not constantly thinking about Hashem, which, listen, sometimes we... We get involved with other things and we're, we're not thinking about Hashem. We're not bringing Him into everything that we're doing, which we're, we should. But the reality is, most, most of the time, most of us, we're, we're at work. We're not thinking about Hashem and connecting to Hashem in that moment, even though we can and should. But that's just the reality, right? I'm on a business trip. I'm traveling for a work conference. I'm with my kid at the park, whatever it is. Um, I'm not learning, I'm not doing some sort of chesed activity, some sort of tefillah, tehillim, whatever it is. So I'm not presently in the zone of the vacas with Hashem because we balance all these different elements in our lives. So when it comes time to say Hashem, tiftach, it's very challenging to shut off the engine and just focus on tefillah. To just have a simple moment without thinking, without ego, without I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to remember to call such and such person about this deal, that thing. Why is this the case? Why is it so difficult? It feels like a game that we can't win. Says Rav Sadok, there's a story recounted in the Gemara about Rav Chia. And Rav Chia, he had no issues with this. He was able to have Kavana. He was rarely, if ever, thinking about his physical needs or desires or whatever it is. His mind was occupied with Hashem. But one time he was trying to daven and Eliyahu Hanavi comes and, he's, and he knocks him off balance, so to speak. He distracts him during his davening. He made it difficult for, to, for, for Rav Chia. Why would he do this? In order to make him work for the Kavana, says Rav Tzadok. Because in order to have the best version of the Vekos, says Rav Tzadok HaKohen, a true connection with Hashem, you have to overcome. You can't be comfortable 24-7 to achieve the highest level that you're capable of achieving in anything. Parshas Vayetze begins with Yaakov on the road. He's under duress. He's being chased by Esav. Esav wants revenge for Yaakov taking the bracha of the Bechor. He's cold. He's alone. He's hungry on the run from his very own brother. This poor yeshiva bachar over here and he's resting his head on a rock. Not ideal. He goes to sleep. He has this incredible prophecy, this incredible dream. The most godly experience he's ever felt, ever had in his life. When did Yaakov Avinu have such a revelation? While under duress. We don't learn much about Yaakov Avinu staging in the yeshiva of Shem Ve'eva. Rashi tells us a little bit about it, but it's not written in the Torah. Yes, he was working hard, but he was comfortable. He was in his comfort zone. He was exactly where he always dreamt of being. He was born for this. He was born to learn. Now, there's, uh, I think Rav Hintner explains why did Yaakov even have to go to the yeshiva of Shem Ve'ever to learn Torah? What, didn't he grow up around both Avraham and Yitzchak? His father and his grandfather, they knew a thing or two about Torah. I think we can, we, we can all surmise. Why did he have to go to learn the yeshiva of Shem Ve'ever? Because, says Rav Hintner, Shem was around during the Dor HaMabul, during like one of the, probably the most spiritually depraved time period in history. So Yaakov wanted to learn how to maintain your Kedusha and your Devekus under the most unwelcoming of circumstances. So he Dafka wanted to go learn by shame, shame ve'ever. That being said, while he was learning these types of lessons, this type of Torah, 
he was still in his comfort zone because he's learning Torah. He's Yaakov Avinu. And he loves to learn Torah. So he was exactly where he always dreamt of being, right? So the Yisod of Yaakov and any person is how he responds to a challenge. When the heat is turned up, things aren't very comfortable, things are hard, how do you respond? What do you do then? What did Yaakov Avinu dream about? He dreamt of a ladder that stood on the earth and it reached all the way up to Shemayim with Malachim ascending and descending. Yaakov realized this is how to serve Hashem. Transcending the quote-unquote mundane and making it holy. But serving you in whatever activity I'm doing. Serving Hashem whatever activity I'm doing. The Piazetsa Rebbe asks, why is it that the Gemara tells us when we dream, we experience 160th of a nevuah? Even a regular Pashat Yid experiences some form of nevuah when he dreams. And everybody has dreams. Even a Russia. And that's no small feat. It's a big deal. How? Because he explains when you're sleeping, your ego is not engaged. Your subconscious takes over. There's no more you. You're not thinking about yourself. And during that period of time, your heart takes over. Your essence. When we say, Hashem Sivasai Tiftach, we're asking Hashem to put our mouth in line with our hearts, to align us with what's truly inside of us, which is a divine spark, it's godliness. The challenge is to find God in those moments when distractions come in while we're davening and when challenges emerge during our days, in our lives, to put our own ideas of how things are supposed to be in check. You think things aren't ideal. Yaakov could have said the same thing. They should be different. Maybe I shouldn't be running from my brother. My brother shouldn't be trying to kill me. But there's nothing to do with you. There's only he. And he thinks otherwise. He has other plans. And you need to take a moment and accept that, okay, fine, what does Hashem want me to do for him right now? Sure, I can try and fix my circumstances. But what about right now in the moment when the circumstances are not ideal? We can really think about the exact same question right now, everybody, with what's going on with Am Yisrael in Israel, both here in the West and in Eretz Yisrael. And comes along the Rashbats and he explains about serving God, in all our ways, even when we make the wrong decision, even when we make a mistake, we sin, we're able to fulfill, we can know God in any circumstance, in any place, no matter how light or how dark, we can have this connection to Hashem. And says the Baal Shem Tov, when we're in a situation where we can't pray the way we want or learn the way we want or even learn at all, we have to serve Hashem in other ways. Think about soldiers. They're not learning. They're not exactly davening. Sure, they're davening in between when, when there's a mission, there's something on pause, there's like a lull in whatever's happening, they can, they can daven, they can take out a safer, they can do whatever they want, but really what's their avoda? It's to defend us. And that's 100% of mitzvah serving Hashem. They're the biggest tzaddikim. So Rav Simcha Banama Pashischa, he says that it's optimal to be in flux spiritually. It's optimal to be in the situation that we're in right now. This is really the most opportune time for every single person to not be stagnant, to be engaged in the fight, the battle. Sometimes losing ground. Sometimes gaining ground. It's not supposed to be some sort of a fairy tale, perfect little world where everything's comfortable, everything's fine. It's supposed to be a battle. And really, it's like Rav Shapiro said, the battle that's happening, yes, there's a physical war that's currently happening. 
But really the battle is happening inside all of us. That's really where the war is. And we got to take our quote-unquote M16s and we have to dive into the battle and engage it and embrace it and understand that really it's in this battle where the most opportunity lies. Everybody should have an amazing Shabbos.